could listen to anything today. But you're here with us. High Side Production. Extra Grind. Stars atmosphere, trappy but still classy here. Lil Ratchet here, real no acne here. My thoughts, my opinions. Arrogant, lil nigga, but here's the best part you don't dig it. Don't listen once a week, we'll kick it. Many topics I'ma mention, probably killing all your mention. Who knows who pay a visit? Define laws of physics and all common sense. In Carolina representing gold line, fourth and inches. Cast on the beat, RIP to his sister. This time, stars focus, and he shall deliver. Welcome to my world. I promise I want it all. Stars, atmosphere, podcast, and Gmail. Get involved. All I know is ball. Lonzo, I'm so mellow. Buying stolen shit. Holla at your boy Jello. Give me your love, cause I do this for y'all. Podcast trapping, and we serving them all. Hey. It's your boy Star. Welcome to the first episode of Stars Atmosphere. You can be anywhere, but you chose to be here. I appreciate you. Shout out to DJ Cass on that beat. House Ali Production. We're gonna get to the shits. Cause we the shit. Hey. As I said, it's my first episode. I just wanna let y'all know this gonna be, you know, just like a, a conversation. Front porch, blunt lit, little liquor, everybody being they self. You know, we ain't doing the bougie. We just gonna keep it 1,000, buck 50 at all times. But I wanna start the podcast off by jumping into some trending topics for the week. It's been a lot of shit going on, man. A lot of shit going on. Uh, I really wanna start off with the. Offsetting Cardi, because that's the last thing really that's happened. And looking at last night, because I'm recording on Sundays and this drops on Tuesday. But uh, last night he showed up during her headlining performance at Rolling Loud. I mean, he went all out. He had the um, Take Me Back Cardi on the stage, came out, looked like some flowers. Um... She really had that look like, my nigga, I am not fucking with you right now. What the fuck are you doing here? And being someone that's been married for 15 years, you got to give a chick space after you fuck up. Like, us as men, we want to dive right in and, you know, try and get our girl back. And I think for men, I think we be coming from an aspect of, man, this bitch finna fuck something. Like, because you probably been out there fucking something or trying to fuck something. However, so as a man, you thinking like, you don't want your chick, you know, going out, wilding out, basically. Like, you was just wilding out. So, um, I think he need to give a little bit more space, man. Give us some room to breathe. You feel me? Because it's fresh. I mean, I think she put it on social media to get your attention. And she got it because, I mean, he going all out. He had his public apology. And, I mean, a lot of people were slamming it saying, you know, why would you do that on social media? But, two, you got to think from his aspect, if he's trying to get his girl back, like, this nigga like 26 years old, so he don't really know, you know, how to go about that, like, the correct way, I think, the way that people would want it to be, you know, quote unquote politically correct. But um I I just think it's too fresh. Sometimes when shit is going left, 
you got to just let it breathe. You know what I mean? Give her time to, you know, do what she do. I think right now she's just pissed off. And right now you got to let her breathe, son. If you let her breathe, I feel like, you know, she'll calm down. But when you're constantly in her face, like, that, that shit gets no love, man. Like, they're not really trying trying to feel that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think you have to let it breathe. And like I said, you know, y'all can comment on the uh, Instagram page, Stupid Dope Star, you know, with y'all thoughts on that. But, you know, in my opinion, I just think he needs to let that shit breathe for a minute. But I'm going to play a little bit of the, um, the roll-up last night. Now, basically, he just rolled up, said he apologized. I mean, he got a big bouquet of white roses. Like I say, he got the props behind him, you know, take me back, Cardi. But, I mean, the look on her face, like, she was like, yo, my nigga, you bugging. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, so that's why I say you got to let that shit breathe. It's cool. He young. You know what I mean? I still think they're going to work that shit out. It's just, it's too much, too much of a bag involved. You know what I mean? Sometimes just, like I say, let it breathe. But, um, like I say, hopefully they'll get it together. You hate to see young parents, especially a young married couple, not fight to make things work. But that's my take on that. Like I say, y'all got any comments, you know, stars atmosphere podcast at gmail.com. You know, chime in. We'll read some of those next week. But we're going to move on to the next subject. Bet you had a nice little laugh about this, huh? I guess for the sake of being messy, we can jump into the backlash of Nicki Minaj's new nigga. <laughs> um... I mean, I, as far as what I've seen online, I mean, I've, you know, he's been to jail a bunch. Uh, they knew each other from way back. Um, I've heard sex offender or rape victims, but um, I mean, shit, this ain't that type of podcast, so we ain't really finna dive into homeboy's life <laughs> like that. I mean, I only know who this nigga is. Like, he's not prominent celebrity like she's typically dates, so... We just going to keep on pushing. Um, my opinion is, you know, let people be happy, man. If that's what she wants, that's what she wants. Sometimes when you've been doing celebrity, 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 sometimes you need some normalcy. You know what I mean? Who knows you better than somebody you grew up with? So, I mean, she's she wild out for a lot of 2018, in my opinion. So maybe this gives us some stability, calms her down. Hopefully, we'll see here in the near future. But, um... That's more of a girly topic, so I don't really want to do take too much of a deep dive into it. But um, for the most part, hey, if she's happy, we're all happy because we should get some better music than we got. Now, on a celebratory note, let's give a congratulations to Remy Ma and Papoose. They welcomed the baby girl into the world. The golden child, as Papoose labeled it on this show. So um, congratulations, Remy. Get better. Get that album out the way now. Now that you got the family intact, Papoose can relax. We can get some Remy Mom maybe for next summer, spring, summer, especially when it get hot. Now, 
Have y'all seen the Tiana Taylor You're Gonna Love Me video? The Wu-Tang remix. The shit is ill. If you have not seen it, I recommend, you know, going to YouTube. Just hit Google. Tiana Taylor featuring Wu-Tang Clan. You're gonna see it. Uh, Tiana directed the video herself, so shout out to Tiana, which is dope because my brother's band plays for Tiana, so Tiana's a homie, literally. So um, continue to rise up, number blessings. What's good, Shump, baby Junie? But yeah, it's a dope video. It's a, it's like a throwback, feel good vibe. Um, it was produced by Nova Wave, and those are actually my peoples. Uh, shout out Brittany Coney. I met her when I was recording down at Grand Hustle a few years ago, and they've been doing it real big. So shout out to Nova Wave. Um, they had a few records on the Jay-Z and Beyonce Carter's project. They doing their thing. Now, I was looking earlier today, and I ran across a story where Wendy Williams called Nick Cannon's latest child a oops, baby. Now, Wendy is cool. Everybody knows she has shock value, but, like, that's some fucked up shit to say. Like, really, bitch? I mean, like, come on, man. That's somebody's child. Like, that child ain't did nothing to you for you to be, you know, all in that bag with it. I just feel like that's disrespectful, man. I mean, you know, anything to get ratings and, you know, draw attention to what you got going on if it's healthy. But to me, that that seemed real, real harsh on her part especially with that being a, like a child that, you know, can't defend itself currently in the situation. And also while I was scrolling today, I don't know if you guys remember the Chicago murder case with the um, young girl in the hotel, Kanika Jenkins. Well, I was looking and I seen that the family is suing the hotel for $50 million. Like that was a real big story back in... I want to say it's probably been about a year, but it was like the biggest game of Clue in America's history. Like everybody was, you know, dissecting videos. A lot of people got paid for the views on the videos. So the videos started not being investigative. Niggas was just making videos just to make videos. I mean, motherfuckers made viral careers off of that case. Uh, rest in peace, Zach TV. Like he was, one of the ones, you know, outside the hotel getting interviews, protests, etc. Um, I forgot the other straight drop. <laughs> uh, straight drop used to be on that thing, man, with all the little information, you know, about the Kanika Jenkins case. But um, I just thought that was not. I, I would have thought they already would have sued, like because if you if you're not familiar with the case, you know, just Google it, Kanika Jenkins. Uh, she was found dead in the freezer. Obviously, she got too drunk um, or somebody put something in a drink. I mean, there were so many conspiracy theories. I mean, it literally went on for at least 90 days, and especially in the microwave era that we currently live in, for something to ride that long, everybody was on it. So, um, yeah, so she's going to sue for $50 million. And I, I guess in these cases, I never really understand, like, the, the dollar amount because, like, you can't put a dollar on a life. But um, I'd be interested to, you know, get some emails or some Instagram responses concerning that, which I'll think is it. I don't want to say I don't think it's a cash. I mean, I don't know. Like, is it a cash grab in your opinion? 
somebody got to pay. You know what I mean? Especially if my child in your hotel, you got security with cameras. Nobody sees her. Nobody can find her. And, you know, days later, she she's in the freezer. So, in my opinion, man, it's just... I guess the thing with me is I never get the dollar amounts, but I mean, I guess it's, you talk to a lawyer and I guess that's what they say. Hey, we aim high. We get somewhere settlement in the, in the middle. Everybody wins, but, um, you really don't win because a mother doesn't get her daughter back. Family and friends don't get their girl back. You know, it's just sad. But, um, if you are not familiar with the case, Google again, Kanika Jenkins, she was found in a freezer in a hotel. I think it was a Crown Plaza. Just uh, Google it up. You'll, you'll get plenty of it. Now, someone else who's been real heavy in the news here lately is the young female. Is it Centoya Brown? Um, again, if you, you should be familiar with this case. This has been all over social media. Uh, I think she killed a, a John or something. I, I don't want to speak because I, I really hadn't looked looked into the case. I mean, I remember seeing it on social media. But uh, everybody's been, you know, fighting for her freedom because I think she got like 50 years, something crazy. She got a crazy amount of time. Um, I think she was being attacked. She defended herself, and um, the case went left as far as the details, et cetera. But um, anyway, they're going to decide in the next six weeks before someone leaves office, whether to grant her clemency. So, um, that's good. That's great, actually, you know, especially for her and her family. Hopefully, we can get through and she can get on out and actually tell her side of the story because in those type of situations, the thing that sucks is everybody gets to hear the other side's story, you don't. You rarely hear much from the person found guilty. A lot of times we don't really see if the person was guilty. Folks get so caught up in conviction rates and, you know, DAs, et cetera, trying to get better jobs. But these are people's lives, you know, you got in the balance that they waiting on your mercy. I mean, to get 50 years for killing somebody, period. I mean... I've seen way worse get way less. So I just think they got to, re- the, the thing Meek Mill is on right now with the prison reform, I mean, it's very important. So I pray we see changes come from behind that because we can't just have Kim Kardashian going in, whining and, and getting black people off. Like, you know, that's really a, a big deal. Like she doing something. And I mean, it's good for somebody to speak on our behalf, but I'm just making a point. If we as a people ain't going to do shit for our own selves, hell, we in a world of fucking trouble anyway, so we might as well just get the fuck out the way, you feel me? But hopefully she'll get to come home. I mean, maybe, hell, he's got six weeks. That'll be a little bit after Christmas, but it'll be a late Christmas gift definitely for her and her family. Now, have you seen the Kodak Black and Ebro issue at Hot 97? Kodak is um, in promo mode currently. So he rolled up on Hot 97, Ebro and the crew, and wanted to give an interview. So let's pull this up. I want to give y'all just a little bit of this for those who haven't seen it. I mean, it's been all over Instagram. 
If you haven't seen it, it's damn near you had to be under a rock. But let's pull it up here. It was very sensitive. And with respect to, you know, everybody involved in that case, you know, we can't get into details today. Um, but, you know, we take sexual assault here serious. Kodak already and looking like, man, we fuck can't, this you nigga. Know, uh, get into details, but we hope, you know, to have you back so we can have a, a deeper conversation about that because, you know, this is a serious topic and we're hearing these stories a lot. You seem upset that I brought it up. He still ain't saying shit, y'all. I feel like <clears throat> sometimes when niggas like we going through shit, like y'all be entertained by bullshit. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So like, Change the subject. I'm finna walk out. I think we don't I th- have to talk about nothing else. We could be done right here. Kept it right, a bean on. on them niggas. I don't know. I don't, people don't tell me what to talk about on my show. That's a bummer. Now, to me, that sound like some hoe ass nigga shit. But y'all tell me what y'all think. So these niggas can't talk about their cases. You know what I mean? Like. The shit is ongoing. To me, like, talk to that nigga. You could have talked to that nigga, like, one-on-one. He would have respected you as a man. But in my opinion, like, you really shouldn't be in this nigga business like that until the trial is over and, you know, all the facts come out. Because a lot of times, as they say, when you assume, you make an ass out of yourself. So me personally, as a black man free currently, I'd be like, yo, hey, man, I'm just glad you home. Able to work on your craft. Bless us with some dope music. And, you know, I hope everything work out for you in trial. You know what I mean? Period. Even if you don't add the last sentence, you just, you know, you you keep it kosher. Because I understand it's your job, but all this shock value shit just to get clicks and views is what's got the world fucked up currently. You know what I'm saying? Because we waste so much time, like, on bullshit where motherfuckers is just looking for clicks and likes. Like, motherfuckers is so far away from... Life, like niggas, every time you got your phone out, like a lot of times I don't post shit because I just want to be out and enjoy the fucking moment. Like you can't even pay attention with your phone all out all the time. Like sometimes, yeah, it's a vibe, you know, let motherfuckers see it. You want to motivate some motherfuckers, let them see it. But just to always be on the motherfucking social media, everything, 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 fam, go live life. It's way too much more shit out there to do than just goddamn check that motherfucker refresh of the mentions every fucking 20, 30 minutes, man. People don't give a fuck. They scrolling. They like pictures because it's there, homie. But anyway, did anybody catch the uh, Her Tiny Desk performance? If you haven't, go to YouTube, Google, wherever you watch videos. Type in Her NPR, Tiny Desk Performance. Like I say, my brother band played for Tiana. They also play for her, and they are currently on the road with her. It's a dope performance. I was talking to my homie Carter about it. Like, he was digging it, and, like, he listened to hardcore rap shit. So everybody can take something and enjoy. Like, she's just a natural talent, straight up. I was um, able to see them live with Chris Brown when they were up in Raleigh. You know, that's the benefit to having folks that know folks. You know what I'm saying? So we up in Raleigh, we cooling. Had a good time. My seats were so fucking good. I turn around four rows back. I see Jaquees. And that's where we're going to segue into this King of R&B topic. You know what I'm talking about? Um, everybody done pretty much did the deep dive, dissected it. I just want to keep it short and simple. Um, if that's how he feel, that's how he feel. I'm, I'm going to let him rock. 
because I just feel like we waste too much time worrying about what other motherfuckers think about themselves. If that shit ain't costing me money, taking food off my table, like that shit is so far away from my natural day-to-day thought. I'm not fucking focusing on that shit. But when it comes to having confidence, I can respect the nigga for that because I don't want to listen to somebody who's unconfident. I tell you, his music ain't going to be King R&B because there's no confidence at all. But when you got somebody like uh, Jaquise who is grinding, doing his thing, young, upcoming, if you want to be the king of his age bracket, let him be that. It's cool. When we say king of R&B, you may not like R. Kelly, but R. Kelly has an extensive catalog of hits he has written for himself and others. Number one chart toppers. I mean, he's been all over the place. You have to respect his pedigree. You have to respect that man hustle. So um, if you're going to talk king of R&B, you're definitely going to put R. Kelly in there with some respect on his name. The fucking thing that sucks is he likes to pee on young girls. Fucking weirdo. But anyway, um, Chris Brown, you definitely have to give Chris Brown his flowers while you're here because to be that young and stay that consistent for that long, like that's, that's championship veteran pedigree. So I definitely got respect for Chris Brown as one of the kings of R&B. When people throw the king word around, they don't ever realize back in the day there were multiple kings. Like, you can't have just one king. It's too many people. It's not even a way to run a tight ship. Think about businesses like BMW, Apple, IBM. There are tiers. You got the higher management. You got the CEOs, the CFOs. Like, it can be kings of everything. You can be the king of your street. You may be the only nigga to rap on your street, so you're definitely the king of your street. It's just... Who gives a fuck? Is the music dope? Trey Songs. I'm going to give Trey Songs consideration for King of R&B for his era. Um, extensive catalog. Um, can drop uh, anticipation on your ass in a heartbeat and shit is fire. Drop the two projects on his birthday. Shit is fire. Um, who else? Shit, right now it might be fucking Ty Dolla Sign. Not, you know, how he sound, but just this motherfucker's everywhere, writing all kind of shit. He's like the new age, R. Kelly. Don't pee on nobody, Ty. <laughs> shit, keep it a buck. And I'm trying to think, man. Right off the head, those are the ones that come to mind for me. Um, hmm. I mean, hell, Neo, Neo would be able to. Stake his claim in there. I mean, Neo had a hell of a run. Multiple dope albums. And for two, R&B just ain't promoted like rap is promoted. Like, they don't give a fuck about an R&B, nigga. Like, your album will come out and that shit will be over, nigga. Like, they give zero fucks. We had a party. We released that bitch. What's next? Like, so being an R&B artist is already a tough job. Like, they don't give a fuck about that shit. As far as labels go, they ain't spend no money on that shit. They give zero fucks. But as far as King of R&B, those are the ones that come to mind for me. Try, I'm really honestly trying to think hard because I got a lot of favorites, but they're not king worthy. You know what I'm saying? But in the discussion, let's let Jaquise feel how Jaquise feels. He's a young man. He's growing. At some point, he may change how he feels about that title or maybe he'll earn that title and you'll put some respect on his name and you'll let him live 
But anyway, let's keep on pushing. I seen Pete Davidson, formerly of dating Ariana Grande, had like a real suicidal tweet. Just say he didn't want to be here anymore. And suicide and depression is a real thing. I mean, it kind of sucks that Ariana is in the middle of this, especially coming off the Mac Miller death, untimely passing from overdose. But uh, depression is real, man. Check on your friends, man. You got niggas you fuck with. Call them niggas, man. Make sure they straight. Especially ones you ain't heard from in a while, man. You just never know what somebody going through. And a lot of times when somebody going through something, they can pick you up from some shit you going through because you be fucking stressed out and niggas is paying bills and making sure kids got what they need. And I don't think many of us take time to look out for self. Like self is most important because without yourself, what else do you do? You feel me? You're the only one you can depend on. Born alone, die alone. That's always going to be a real statement. But, um... Pete sounds like he's in a bad space right now. And I don't know, is, is that a, like a breakup tactic? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not laughing at um, depression and suicide. I'm laughing at the fact breakup tactic. How many of y'all niggas keep it real? Now, how many of y'all niggas done been in some shit with your girl and you hit her with the, oh, I can't live no nigga for to kill myself. Keep it real. Like, <laughs> so that's why I'm wondering, is that a breakup tactic? Does he want Ari back? Because <laughs> shit, a couple weeks ago, he told her she was toxic. He he didn't need her in his life. So I don't know, man. But Pete, it's not that bad, brother. These people have it a million times worse. Pick your head up. Keep it pushing. I mean, you on Saturday Night Live, them checks clam, my G. You'll meet another girl. It, it really makes you wonder... What the fuck does Ariana Grande got going on? What the fuck kind of voodoo she putting on niggas? Because think about it. Uh, she had Big Sean. He hung around for a minute. Then it was Mac Miller. They were all in love. And then by the end, she was, oh, I can't take your demons. Da, 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 da. Now look at the Chronicle this timeline. This nigga has a bad car wreck, like a DUI. Still on drugs, like. Sad about a breakup, then you get into a new relationship, flaunt this shit in his face, and rumor has it, Pete sent Mac some fucked up text messages with pictures of him and Arianda in some compromising fucked up positions, and some say that was what drove him over the edge to go on that bender that fatal night. Um, we ain't hit a gossip, like I say, it's just hearsay, but it, it really makes you wonder what, what the fuck got Ariana Grande got going on, man. Straight up. Oh, that goddamn mythical singing shit got motherfuckers food, and she done went and made a hit about that shit. Thank you, next, motherfucker. Who's up? <laughs> that bitch is looking. But, hey, whatever y'all like, y'all like, man. It's not my cup of tea, so I stay the fuck away from it, B. But that's most of the trending topics for the week that, you know, I want to touch on. If y'all got any other trending topics y'all want me to discuss, do a little dive on, Make sure you email me at starsatmospherepodcast at gmail.com, as spelled, I mean, excuse me, as it sounds. And you can hit me on Instagram at stupiddopestar. Now, moving on. I dropped a project on November 16th, 2018 called One Foot In, One Foot Out. And I must admit, the shit has been a hit. 
So I want to um, give a thank you to all the fans, all the supporters, all the friends, because, you know, I look at a fan as a friend, even if you're not a friend, but a lot of my fans are friends, people I've known for a long time, high school, fresh out of school, you know, seen niggas have kids, niggas seen me have kids. So I just want to send out a thank you. I appreciate everybody that listens. I mean, as artists, we already fucked up in this stream era. They're not really paying us what those streams are worth, but for y'all to take y'all time, sit down and listen, bumping the people and they tell you certain lines off the project or shit they like about the project, that shit make you feel good as an artist. So um, I am putting part two together. I have part two for y'all by April Fool's Day. I'm shooting for the end of February, 1st of March. But um, like I say, just rock with me. We're going to keep shit moving. I appreciate everybody. And we finna get into some guests. I'm getting ready to call up a few of my guests. I got two this week. Hey, nigga, I want to know if you ready to do this shit. Is you ready to do this shit or what, motherfucker? Yeah. We about to hit my boy Keys Ali up. See what's good. What's good with you, trouble? What's happening? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Man, I really wanted to uh, reach out because... You know, a lot of folks been telling me to do podcasts for years. I came on y'all podcast. You told me to do a podcast. I got inspired. So I wanted folks to know this is who I'm rocking with, the House Ali, and this is the founder. We got Keys Ali in the building. So first thing I really wanted to ask you, bro, what was what gave you the inspiration to house a bunch of podcasts in one place? Man, this is hard finding what, what you want to listen to. You know, it's so many, it's like, you know what I mean? Podcasting like a rap game, everybody want to rap, so it's kind of hard for you to find what a good music at, what what a what a good podcast that work the same way. So I said, why not put everything together in one spot? You like one thing, you come here, you might like something else. Stay on the same page. That way, you ain't got to go looking for it. You ain't got to go find nothing. You got your one that you like. You got a couple other we follow behind. It. Nice, nice, and see that's what really intrigued me about coming over because. I always wanted to do it, but being an artist, you really don't have time because you're doing music and the constraints, you know what I'm saying? But when I seen what was going on, I was like, see, that's that's the type of shit that that I think is genius shit, you know what I mean? Just being able to put them all in one place and just how you described it, it's like I haven't seen it done like that because most people, you know, or do their own thing and feature on this person and that person podcast, but as far as networking and having a, a a group, an allegiance. I think that shit is dope, man. Oh yeah, man. Everybody just coming together, you know, and, and supporting each other. Like I said, it's different, different podcasts, different type of people, different backgrounds, different fan bases. But you know, the same person that might smoke hella weed and listen to the PNA Stoners may like sports and t- tag into no timeouts. And saying they might like your music and say, I'm gonna go check out what Star got. At the same time, they want to see what other business owners and other uh, and other entrepreneurs in the city or in South Carolina. So they'll check out the Beholder. So I just want everything in one place at one time, make it a whole lot easier, man. You know, people lazy these days anyway, so you give them everything they want right in front of their face, they ain't got no excuse, man. Exactly, exactly. Now, what got you into the podcast, you know what I mean? Because it's a new phenomenon, but you've really been one of the first upstate South Carolina people to dive in that territory. Man, it was just really, you know what I'm saying, um, I had always wanted to work for the radio station here. And uh, in this area, and I ain't gonna say the radio station I interviewed with, but I went to an um, interview at one of the bigger radio stations here, and the dude pretty much told me I was o- overqualified for an entry level job. So if I can't get in at the entry level, I mean, I can't get in at all. That's the way I seen it, you know. And uh, 
everybody that I knew that, that was in a position of power, I always said, you know, you should go through go to college, go through an internship, but I had already graduated. So all the doors was pretty much shutting on me. I was like, man, I really want to do this. Cause I really like, you know what I'm saying? Just, just talking my shit, listening to music, interviewing people. I just like doing that. So Carter, uh, for the No Time Outs podcast, Carter hit me up one day, asked me how, have I listened to Joe Button podcast. I said, yeah, man, I listen to that. Tax Stone, a couple other people. Like, man, let's just do it, man. Let's just record and see what happened. So it started off with just another week. It was his idea to, to sit down and do the podcast together. But from there, man, it just blossomed. We're going to keep on running with it. Dope, dope, dope. Like I say, um, our first little joint was Drinks and Draw Falls, and I thought oh, that yeah. was like an interesting concept, like, because it was – wasn't just a typical, we cut the mics on and let's get to it. We had a, a good time. Like It was like a fellowship, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. easier to to let information go and just let the conversation free flow. Now, I know you guys have taken a break. Do you plan on revamping at some point? Because oh, yeah, January, 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 January. We're not going to have the same banner or just another week. We're just going to do Ali and Friends. Pretty much that way we can have all of our weird, wacky concepts all in the one name. But just another week, it was kind of hard saying, like, drinks and draw fours. We had vibes. We had several things that we was doing. And it was just like, well, it's not just another week because we're focusing on certain things. So we're going to do the Eileen and Friends. That way, you know, either way it go, I'm going to be in the mix some some form of fashion. If it's booking it, if it's writing it, if it's recording it, if it's on the mic. So it's me, Ali, and friends, whoever pull up. And we put the friends on quotations because, you know, some people really not your friend. But at the <laughs> same time, it's Ali and friends. So we're going to bring the drinks and draw fours back with that. Um, the Peonated Stoners, they, they had the same the same concept of the drinks and draw fours that so they smoking with it. But uh, we're going to do the vibes again, uh, music reviews. Like, I got a couple. I was actually listening to an album just now when you called in. We're going to do uh, music reviews, so your album drop, your single drop. We're going to have a... Um, a certain criteria that we basing it off of. So we give an artist still an outlet. Even if you can't make it to come interview, we're going to tell you how we feel about your music. If you can, we're going to have a drink, drinks and draw fours. If it's a special topic or something happened, like for example, uh, we had, we did when uh, LeBron went to the Lakers. So if it's, that's a vibe. So we're going to have different vibe podcasts where we're talking about one main topic. You know what I'm we're going to have everything, just like I said, everything in one easy place from you. So January, 2019, the house will open its doors. Ali and friends will come out. You got Stars Atmosphere, uh, the Beholder Podcast, No Timeout, PNA Stoners. I got some gamers that's coming up. I got some strong black women that's coming up. They haven't put a name on it just yet, but man, I'm going to keep sending it out there, man. I'm going to keep throwing shit at the wall until it sticks. Oh, it's sticking, my brother. It's sticking. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't build a house without laying the first brick. So, oh, yeah. I got to salute you. You know what I mean? It, it For me, I just felt like. Shit, if I'm gonna do a podcast, man, this is this is why I wanna house it because it's strength in numbers and just having people to bounce ideas off of. Like that shit is just important, just as a creative. You know what I mean? Because you can be a mad scientist in your lab by yourself, and that shit don't go as far as when you got somebody to bounce them ideas off of. Most definitely, man. The main thing about South Carolina, about the upstate that I've been here for so long is that we got the crab crab in a bucket mentality. And this right here is one of the main things that's going to combat that, man. Because like I said, it's different lifestyles, different people. You know, if you come up, I come up because we on the same platform. If you got an idea that you can't just uh, execute by yourself, then like you said, man, you got a team of people that's going to pitch in. If it's money, if it's ideas, if it's time, if it's resources, whatever you need, if we got it, we just hand it to each other and keep going up. Because if one person wins, we all win. Most deaf, most deaf. 
Well, shit, I know you're a busy man in that podcast world. I just want to tap in and, you know, just want to say thank you for welcoming me into the house with open arms. And I wanted to let, you know, these people know what you were doing. Go ahead and shout out them socials and stuff before we get you out of here. And make sure you follow the house at the House of Ali on Instagram. Follow myself at Carolina Keys everywhere else. That's uh, Snapchat, Twitter, Pornhub, everywhere. Hey, type in at Carolina Keys, man. Find me. Like I said, man, I don't post too much if it ain't about the podcast stuff. But at the same time, man, you're going to enjoy what you see. Because I'm going to make sure that you link in to the hottest stuff in the world, man. Definitely. Most definitely, my brother. You keep taking it easy, man. Be safe That's out there in the SC streets. And if you're listening to this podcast, don't just listen. Hit the motherfucking subscribe button so that thing can ding every time Star drops on. Hey, make sure y'all <laughs> hit that subscribe, rate, and review us. We need that information and that feedback so we can continue to bring you nothing but the best podcast. Keys, bless you, my brother. Take it easy. Welcome to Star's Atmosphere. Thank you, OG. Take care. Later. Now, every week, I want to give the independent artists some game. Or let's just have open dialogue. Like I said, artists, reach out to me. Stars Atmosphere Podcast at gmail.com. Instagram, Stupid Dope Star. Hell, even Twitter, Trap Star One. But um, my thoughts for this week are why do you need a label? So many people get caught up in, I got to be signed. I got to be signed. I need this deal. I need this deal. And this is the thing it's damn near like the NBA, NFL, MLB. It's only so many roster spots. So. Yeah, you can get a situation, but see, most artists be done fucked over themselves in the long haul because you done sold all your rights to your image, your trademarks, etc. So it's like the label makes so much cake off you and, you know, they just blessing you with a little upfront payment because your financial situation fucked up for black people, you know what I'm saying? Because that's who mostly doing this hip hop shit with a struggle. Um, black folks have... A hard time delaying self gratification, you know what I'm saying? Because we want it now. We don't want to grind it. I ain't gonna say we don't want to grind because we grinding, but damn, we struggling. You know what I'm saying? Damn, we got a family, we got kids, we got motherfuckers we trying to help out. Like we got a lot of shit we trying to get accomplished, and it seemed like shit be moving slow. So artists be looking for that big deal, and it may never happen. But you miss so much money along the way because you was chasing the big fish. You still gotta eat. Think about it. Say you're going fishing and you're on foot and it's a big lake 10 miles away. But in the midst of walking them 10 miles, you're going to come up on three little ponds. A, you can goddamn stop at each little pond, see if they biting, which they might be. Hit. And then keep on walking to the big pond and get more fish. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like, don't leave money on the table, artists. You are the label now. I mean, you got TuneCore, you got DistroKid, you got so many outlets that will put this music right on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, all of the streaming networks, YouTube, and, and you can start getting to that bag because back in the day, you didn't have this direct-to-consumer relationship where you could go right to your customer. This is like the ultimate hustle. This is like you know having a pack. And all the heads is on the opposite side of the street. And you're the only dude with the pack. you going to get off. So find your audience, man. Like, quit chasing what the Migos is doing. Quit chasing what everybody else is doing. And get in tune with your um, audience. Because I look at somebody like Tech 9 Independent. Make anywhere from 
seven to twenty million dollars a year, just pushing his own music with a little distribution situation and touring. Excuse me, I had to take a little bit of that Patron down. Um, but yeah, he getting his own bag. So I read this article about him. And his thing was he would go to a town, he'd scout a town, pick out a town, go find a venue, rent the venue with his own money, throw a show, promote the show. And he would say, like, everywhere I was going, I would lose the first one, maybe two times. But those one or two times, the 20 to 50 people I did get, I treated them like royalty and I put on a hell of a show. And he was like, by the time I come back to that same city for the second or third time, I got to change venues because it grew that fast. Like, if you got 50 people who paying you some attention, go hard. Because the word of mouth is still king. You know what I mean? You go to the gas station and somebody tell you something, three different people tell you the same thing, you're going to go investigate. I mean, that's just human nature. So get in tune with your audience, independent artists. Find out who liking it on Instagram. And most of the time, it's not going to be where you come from. Because most people that live where you from, they feel like they can do the same thing. Some of them may be haters. They don't want to see you do your thing. And you got to go find your audience because home is always going to be home. Once you get popping somewhere else, them same people who's like, ah, oh, nigga, you can't rap. Them same niggas going to be like, yo, boy, that shit hard. But I heard that latest shit. So never get depressed about how it go where you currently reside because your fan base is probably going to lie somewhere else. So to all you artists that are independent, trying to figure out your next move, don't get depressed. Get your credit straight. Get your LLC like I said, DJ Chuck T is a good person to follow. I mean, he does a little class teaching you a little bit about those things. BMI, et cetera, ASCAP. I mean, these are all things you got to research. I mean, this shit is on Google. Fam, when we was out here trying to do this shit, like Google was there, but it wasn't as extensive as it currently lies. So y'all got to take advantage of that shit, man. Look it up. Strategize. Quit fucking beefing with each other. The shit is fucking petty. We all from the same motherfucking soil. Let's goddamn put on for our city. We ain't got no real money yet. Niggas is beefing. So, like, let, let's Voltron this shit up. Is independent artists out of South Carolina. I think we have to put on for ourselves. Fuck what everybody else doing. Let's create our movement. Create what we sound like. Create how we perform and travel and Voltron up. If 20 niggas go to Atlanta as a strong unit, then you might have a chance to make an impact. But when you just keep going down three to five people, man, you're in the same line with the other 25, 30 people that's performing, B. You're not making much of an impact. It's different because CDs is, I mean, anybody got a car in the last two years, definitely. They probably ain't even got a CD player, fam. So if, you, if you're not getting it online, I'm not saying CDs aren't important because they are important. But if you don't have your music online where somebody can access it, where you can be out, no phone on you. Talk to somebody who does have a phone. Get them to your music. It's a 24-hour storefront. And most of these places, worst case scenario, $20, $30 for the year. Put your music up. Why not? It's a no-brainer. So quit chasing the label. Start your own label. Get it registered with the state. Handle the business aspect of it. Strategize. It's not just about making songs, being in the studio, smoking weed, shooting videos. 
Because, I mean, shit, we had 106 in Park, motherfucking TRL is back, but just shit like where you could go watch videos. If you ain't on YouTube or pulling it up on your phone, motherfuckers ain't really checking for videos like that. So, all I got to say is, make sure y'all stay focused on moving forward, because you can get in a standstill just going to the same open mic every week, rocking a new song, hoping that's the one to catch. Nigga, they all can catch. They'll probably catch somewhere else. You might have to slide out to Anderson open mic. Just, you know, bounce around. Like, start. We just got to, as artists, we got to stop being so over competitive. Use the competitiveness to make great music, not to get into altercations and shit with people. But you don't need a label. You can go directly to your consumer, chase your fan base, start investing in yourself. Go to these clubs. Oh, I need this bitch on a Thursday. What you know? What you gonna charge me? Shit, if he say a number that's reasonable, even if he be like, oh, shit, I need a stack. You may not have a stack immediately. If you ain't hustling or got a job, nigga, get a job. I ain't gonna sit here and shoot you down the wrong road and tell you to get a hustle because it's too late if you ain't already got one. But um, get a job. Save your money. Rent the club. Promote it. Give yourself 30 days. Promote hard. And, and see what happens. You know, that's my advice for the week. Like I say, every week we're going to give y'all a little bit of game, something to debate about. Artists, reach out, starsatmosphere.podcast at gmail.com. If you got questions, I can, you know, help direct you into some of these people who are familiar and do good work and can get your career going in a forward path instead of a path of stagnation. Get off the treadmill and let's start running, baby. Hey. Yes, sir. And my second guest we about to call uh, – Bobby's Barbecue, my nigga Tay Nelson, man. We finna bring him live on the podcast right now. Hey. Hello, Mr. What's going on, my brother? This your boy Star, man, from the Star's Atmosphere Podcast. What's happening? Uh, no, but what's going on? Man, nothing can't complain, man. You know, just represent for South Carolina, trying to put something on the map. Well, that's what's up, man. I've been checking you out, man. You're doing big things, man. Keep it up. Hey, man, just trying, man. But like I say, this podcast is definitely a representation of upstate South Carolina. And right now you have the hottest restaurant in the city. I was there for the first week, the grand opening. The line was out the door. Right now we got Tay from Bobby's Barbecue live with us here on Stars Atmosphere. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the restaurant, my brother? Uh, what's up, man? Um, first of all, I just want to thank God, man. With him, I want to be beginning of this. So thanks for always support me from day one, man. I appreciate you. We go way back. Um, Bobby's Barbecue, man. We located in Stockton, thirteen zero one North Main Street, um, across from the DMV. Uh, we open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, from eleven a.m. to nine p.m. until we sell out, whichever comes first. Uh, we bring a little bit of Central Texas to the area. Um, I'm born and raised in South Carolina, Greenville County, but um, like that beef brisket, um, we do the beef ribs, call them flint sauce, so they're huge, um, <laughs> pork ribs, pulled pork, and we also do the um, turkey, but the thing I love the most, we do the sauce, we make it in-house. It's beef and pork, we have the original OG, and we have the jalapeno cheddar. It's a three-day process, so I mean, I take a lot of pride in that. We got a great crew helping us out. Uh, we come in and get about a pound, about a slice, get your combo. You get in when you sit in, man. We got stuff for everybody. And it's a family atmosphere. Um, other than that, man, come check us out. 
Most definitely, man. Um, like I said, I've been to the restaurant multiple times. You guys have to check it out. What got you into the barbecue game, man? Oh, man, to be honest, just the bug bit me about six years ago. I've been wanting some ribs. Ain't had, some, ain't had it in a while. Most of the places I would go to, you might get more bone than ribs. So <laughs> I got to plan around on the Internet, looking on YouTube and Google, ran across this cat from um, Austin, Texas, Aaron Franks. I didn't even know who he was. So about after six months of following him, I just realized who he was. And I was like, the man, you know, worldwide. So I'm like, God, dog, and the dude was so cool. And I reached out to him online and, couple times and just chopped it up from there and man just fell in love with it. I've been chasing that rabbit ever since man and um uh, the guy that cut my hair my ask you um Mike Askew he brought me some brisket back a couple years before then for Pittsburgh Texas I ain't gonna taste existed so from trying that until the time I ran across those videos man and had me guys just just come kept pushing me in that direction and we put the, the season that we make that we have in 10 stores the Bobby's all purpose seasoning and now we added um citrus brand the barbecue uh, rub we just added it to what we was doing and that's it man but it's just instant gratification you get when people really enjoy what you're doing most you know? definitely that's what most it's all because i know you started out with the season at first and just being a black entrepreneur it's inspirational for folks to know that you came from the same struggles that they came from and now you got a storefront you already started off with the season and previous before that in the Whole Foods and, you know, the major chains. How much of a struggle was it to get into those atmospheres as far as, you know, getting your seasoning in the door? Oh, man, it was hard, man. We were knocking on all the doors. Most of the stores still were bigger, though. I remember riding around the car just selling the people. Most of the barbershops and hair salons showed me love, but I couldn't move up the units. So I was catching the custom home games. Walking around selling that, and then whoever listened to me, hope I didn't get pepper sprayed. Just stop people at the gas station, whatever. But I went into Whole Foods, man. I knew somebody that worked there. They put me in front of the people. It's like, we're going to see this direction to the regional corporate office. They had to wait in the lobby for like two and a half hours. I'm not exaggerating. Hoping to talk to somebody. And it was with my, at the time, it was my girlfriend, but now she's my wife. She waited with me. And the dude had me off for about 15 minutes after waiting for two and a half hours down there. Uh, Wildswell, Georgia, he was like, we want you to come on in. And after then, once you got in the stores, you got to grind it like anything else. And you got to push. You got so much competition, so you got to believe in it. It, it. It's a hustle, but it can't be a hustle. It got to be, you know, what you love. So having my papa brother name on that meant the world. And going from there, man, so you got to believe in it. What, what, what's, different, what's different to your product and everything else? So the good thing about ours is healthy tendency. And just believing in it, but you know, you gotta keep grinding. You gotta sell a lot of seasons. So we can't live out there alone. So my butt to go back to work. But it was just from the testimonies of people who said they loved it. Um, it didn't give them headaches and they made their blood pressure go up. So that kept me going with that. So when I started the barbecue, I just put that into that and there it is, man. And then again I gave it to God, man. I had a lot of help. I fell on the shoulders of giants, people like yourself who've been encouraging me from day one, supporting me. And like that, because a lot of people that look like us don't support us. And you got a guy that just push an honest product that you believe in, man. Just like how you your raps or anything you do for your beat stuff you really believe in. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. Because a lot of folks, like you say, we go way back. And I just remember when we was in corporate America at Best Buy. And I just remember you going out there like this was right around Christmas, just, just grinding hard. And I remember you coming back in. And then them letting you go after working like a long, hard day's worth of work delivering products on the truck. And to go from that to like a, a, somebody telling you no, like 
and you getting on your grind and coming to where you're at now is nothing but a testimony to God. But how hard, because I know you had tribulations in between, like, you know, things that, that could have knocked the average man off their feet. How hard well, was it? Well, it was it was extremely hard. Sometimes I wanted to quit. Some days I like what I'm doing. I need to go back to work. But the fact that what really pushed me at the end of the day, I ain't had anything else to go back to. <laughs> I couldn't call no one. Like I, I, I think about rap. Like when Rick Ross said in the Valley of Death, and you don't have no one to call on. Like that was true. Like I couldn't call anyone. If I needed five dollars, I was stuck. So that's when you got like, hey, you know, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna die trying, man. You just gotta keep going. But then when you're not ready to give in, like gotta send that person to. To motivate you, you'll get a lick. But if you leak, it'll be just enough to pay your bills, man. And he's just like, hey, you know what? I can't go backwards. I can't sit and feel sorry for myself. So I got to go forward. They'll just keep pushing, man. And seeing a friendly face or a new face or a person you need to test how much you love your product, just keep pushing, man. Like, it's going to be times when he's the only one going to believe in yourself. But that's when you got to have a story to show God, you know. And um, I'm telling you, it was hard. I mean, at one time, everybody's like, man, you need to leave us alone. Even when I got in the barbecue business, I was working at G. He was like, dude, scratch day, you need to go to work. And I believed him. But something kept pulling me in that direction. And I'm glad, looking back. And I love the company I was with. But all them layoffs I just had the first year and they have more distraction about to listen to everyone. That's when you just got to really take your craft serious. You can't be out here pop fake and board down and doing it for the light. Like we, I grind so much, people don't see a fraction of the stuff we do. Back then, even now, I just grind. That's one thing I did. I, when I hit a roadblock, I just go back to work. I didn't even keep score. I just just work. Just keep working on myself. Keep getting better. Keep knocking on doors and keep searching for information, man. And just keep. I, I call it something my blade. Exactly. That's what I do, man. Exactly. And, come, you got and that I was being show up now. Yeah, and I'm and I'm still learning. I'm still asking questions. I'm still reading stuff. I go back to my old stuff. My old business stuff still pop out of it. And go my old books. I'm a student first, man. Humble man by life. Like he referred to it one time, I was facing all that time as being a follower, running the streets with no direction. And man, one thing I learned: everybody that helps you don't mean you well either. So you gotta, again, you gotta have like a strong team, and the strongest of the guys is you know avoiding traps out there. And um, and this one thing I learned: man, watch people like yourself and other people. And I watch people from the rap game like guys. You gotta believe in yourself, man. You gotta stay true to. Like we was talking the other day. You, Sometimes I wanted to go on the direction because I, I thought people were eating better, but you got to stick to what you do. And it's, and it's paying good. off. Like, even like you told me the other day, look, at it, it's paying off. You got to stick to the plan. It is. It is, man. It's it's just, you know, I'm humbled to know you. Like I say, my grandmother knew about the spot, and it's, it's <clears> blowing up. So um, as we're going to end off here, just go ahead and tell everybody the location and where they can find you on social media so they can see some of that good barbecue and come out and grab some. Again, we're at um, 1301 North Main Street, South Carolina, South Carolina, 29644. Um, you can go to com. They have our links to our Facebook and Instagram, but you can also go on Facebook at Bobby's um, All-Purpose Season and Barbecue. You can go on Bobby's Season and Barbecue on Instagram, but you can always go to eatbobbies.com. They have links to our season and all our stores and the links to our social media and directions to our um, barbecue restaurant. Again, thanks so much for taking time out today and putting on your podcast. It really means a lot, man. And I just appreciate it. Let the people know that I'm always getting my best classes, always for a dollar. And if something ain't right, just come let me know. Most definitely, man. Continue blessings for 2019 and beyond, man. Stay blessed with you and the kids and the wife. 
Like I say, man, your inspiration to me, man. Keep grinding. We're going to catch you on the next end, brother. All right. Thank you so much, man. Same to you, man. Tell your family, I say, hey, man, keep up the great work, man. I'm proud of you. Motivate me too, man. Most def, man. Good night, brother. All right. Good night, brother. Once again, that was Tay Nelson from Bobby's Barbecue down in Fountain Inn, South Carolina. Make sure if you're down in the area, you go by, check it out. Got some great banging food. Uh, we're getting ready to wrap up for episode one. Uh, before we get out of here, I'm going to just dive into my mind a little bit. I think about a lot of weird shit, and uh, this is what we got for week one. Uh, rest in peace, Triple X. I got to think about when he got killed. You know, it was tragic. A lot of people were sad. But um, it got my mind spinning in when you're at a certain level of finance, you have to be cognizant of the things you do because you can't do the same shit you used to do. He was going to buy dirt bikes. As simple as that may sound, it cost him his life because it's something that the common man can do. Everybody damn near can afford a dirt bike. When you make as much money as he makes, I think you send an assistant or somebody, you order them things online, something. You just don't go to the Kawasaki shop copping bikes with a Louis bag with like 50 racks in it. Um, reason I say that because let's just say, for instance, if Triple X was at the Rolls Royce dealership, he wouldn't have seen those grimy niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because they would have never been in the Rolls Royce dealership. So it's a situation where his fame and finance would have matched up. It's like things could have been avoided. But um, I don't want to harp on nothing negative. I just I just thought about that. I'm like, you know, he would have never ran into them niggas in the Rolls Royce dealership. And, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. I want to say rest in peace. Dedicate this episode to my cousin Daz. It's been rough, boy. Especially right for Thanksgiving, man. But just seeing social media, you was a blessing to so many people. And those are the things that we, you know, look out for when we walk this earth when we leave, how we remember. And I'm just happy that you were remembered in such a positive light. We love you. See you on the other side, boy. Appreciate everybody rocking with me. We checking out episode one, Stars Atmosphere. We'll see y'all next Tuesday. This is the fruit of our hard work. The belief in the entrepreneurial spirit. The new American dream. A toast. A toast to my family. In life, until death. We'll scream. <laughs>